0: Well, hey, what an awesome morning to worship God, amen? Amen, amen. Well, like, I, uh, like John said, if we haven't met yet, my name is Alan, and uh, I do a few things here at Whitewater, but, but mostly I just, I just really love my church family, which is you guys. Um, before I continue, though, I do, I do want to address the elephant in the room. Yes, it's another guy up here with skinny jeans. I... <laughs> Listen, I know, listen, I'm on the worship team. It's like uniform at this point, okay? Like, y'all better know that. Nick Gonzalez told me himself. He said, hey, man, if the jeans ain't tight, worship ain't right. (laughs) Man. Like I said, I'm incredibly honored. I'm privileged. I'm excited to bring you the first part of our new series called For Today. Uh, if this is your first time watching or first time visiting here at Whitewater, I want to welcome you. And if you've, any, uh, if you've been dealing with some things lately that are causing any sort of discomfort in your heart or in your mind, well, then you've come at the perfect time. For this series, we'll be looking into Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Uh, for, but today, I'm just going to focus on the first verse. Jesus said, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Real quick, um, JT said it earlier, but because we are still getting to know each other, full honesty, full transparency, I, Alan, don't have it all together. And if I could be so bold as to ask for your honesty and your transparency, raise your hand if you also don't have it all together. Ooh, okay, we got some honest people, then we also got some people we need to pray for. Um, see, whether we admit it or not, we've all had moments in our lives where, where we felt not just lonely, but isolated. Not just sad, but depressed. Not just underappreciated, but straight up unloved. You know, oftentimes, these sorts of emotions, they get amped up in our lives because of past trauma which is a little bit of my story. See, I'm a first-generation Asian-American, if you haven't, you know, figured that out yet. (laughs) My mom came here with a few family members when she was 19. She had no idea that she had a little, little Asian bun in the oven when she flew over to Chicago. And when I was born, it was her dad's idea to send the baby back to the Philippines to live with her mom and her younger siblings. And so, I was six months old when I first, when I rode my first plane, which is why I dream about flying all the time. I was three years old when I stopped drinking out of a bottle, which is why I have this underbite. Don't do that to your kids. And I was five years old when I found out I didn't have a dad and my mom was in another country, which is why here I am, a grown adult in therapy Recovering from something called fear of abandonment. Now, fear of abandonment branches off into all sorts of crazy stuff uh, attachment issues, sensitivity to criticism, difficulty in trusting others, uh, taking extreme measures to avoid separation, et cetera, et cetera. It's all super exhausting. And all of it was caused by one event me finding out that my grandma wasn't my mom. It's like a soap opera, right? My five-year-old self was convinced that both my parents didn't want to take care of me, so they pawned me off to my grandma. It's that very thought that the devil would use to cripple me for close to 29 years of my life. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, uh, Helen, you went from talking about trauma to the devil? Yeah, it's it's a bit of a gear shift, right? But David said it last week. He mentioned the devil and the temptations, which is... A hilarious boy band name. Uh, and I want to add this idea <laughs> that he, just, he doesn't just tempt us. The devil wants to mentally break down our guardrail so that tempting us is a much easier job. Like tilling the hardened soil of our brains and emotions so he can plant seeds of doubt. What if I told you psychology and spirituality not only coexisted, but are in a beautiful marriage? that in the midst of the everyday battle going on in your head, there's actually a war going on all around you for your salvation, and the casualty is your inner peace of mind. Check this out. Ephesians 6.12, it says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Our mental and emotional pain is tied to a spiritual one. And we all share that in common, right? Christians, non-Christians, it doesn't matter. Most of us have experienced trauma, which which becomes a weapon used against us in an everyday battle. Based on the National Council of Behavioral Health, statistics show that 70% of adults in the U.S. have experienced some type of traumatic event at least once in their lives. Which is why I really believe we need to be be more empathetic towards each other, right? Look around you, seven people in your row have experienced some mind-altering, emotionally charged stuff. Now, I wanna try something real quick this Sunday morning. Um, If you could, look at your neighbor. Oh yeah, they're looking real hard. Look at your neighbor, the one you don't like, or whatever. Now repeat after me. Neighbor. We're gonna try that again. Neighbor, Neighbor. I've, been I've been through something, so be nice to me, <laughs> amen, amen. Some people needed to hear that, am I right? But the devil ain't so nice to us. You know all those terrible thoughts that randomly came to you this week saying, oh, I'm definitely not good enough, mm Jesus is calling. I got that from JT, I got that from JT. He's a good coach, he's a good coach. Why do I always mess up? Or it doesn't matter how hard I work, they won't notice me. What if those thoughts weren't random? Yeah, some of those thoughts are us, and we have to take responsibility for it. God gave us free will of thought, but some of it is the enemy revving up our negativity, kicking us when we're already down. The devil wants a world where we experience trouble, but Jesus says, In this life, yeah, you will have trouble, but take heart. Don't worry. I've overcome the world and all of that. And the same spirit that got Jesus through all that trouble is the same spirit that lives within you and me as followers of Christ. Now, what's crazy is that in the battlefield of our minds with each day, we wake up and the landscape changes. Most of us will experience some peaceful times, like, you know, all we hear are Beatles songs like, here comes the sun, d-doo-doo. Yeah, you're like dancing on the streets. Most of us, you know, maybe your kids are not totally annoying that day. <laughs> oh, some of y'all laugh too hard about that. They're like, that that never happens. <laughs> or the battlefield is ripe. In the more difficult days, our simple worries will clash. With that lingering trauma and dang, does leave you and I vulnerable let's read that first line of scripture again from 625 Matthew 625 Jesus tells us and read this fast that's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing everyday life somebody say everyday everyday life everyday life for people back then was pretty basic right food and clothing amen Oh, I wish, somebody's like, yeah, I wish I had that. Yeah, me too. I wish I had that. Because if we were to apply what Jesus was saying for our real, raw, truthful, everyday lives of 2021, it'd probably read more like this. Check this out. That's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether or not you'll recover from that abuse, if you'll ever love again after a separation or divorce, if you're going to survive this cancer diagnosis, whether or not you can use social media to find your future spouse, or whether or not I'm doing a good job as a parent. See, Jesus isn't invalidating our feelings for wanting to eat or for wanting to be clothed. He's not judging us for worrying about our trust issues, for for feeling alone, for some of us not wanting to be alive anymore. He's not saying, hey, don't worry about it because your feelings aren't important. Have faith. No, 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 no. What he is saying is don't worry about it because look who you're talking to. We have a counselor in Jesus who's not just someone who listens. he, He gives comfort, encouragement, and healing. So regardless if you have a therapist or not, speaking your feelings out loud to God is not just an option. It's a lifeline. Because when things pile up in our everyday lives, our minds become susceptible to attack from the enemy. I am telling you this from extreme personal experience, when we speak out loud to God, not only are you connecting yourself to the wonderful counselor who can help you process these emotions, but you are drowning out the lies of the devil. Okay, one of our heroes from the Bible who went through the same exact battles that we did, um, his name is Elijah, incredible prophet for God. Uh, He had some enemies. King Ahab of Israel and his wife Jezebel, okay? Now, now Ahab and Jezebel tried to take our boy Elijah down, that's the, what the devil was using them for. And if you haven't read it yet, I, I highly suggest and encourage that you read this awesome story of Elijah, but I'm just gonna summarize it to you in three parts, through the lens of each lie the devil used to try to delay Elijah's calling from God. I wanna go over this with you because if we can understand how the enemy fought one of our heroes, we're better equipped to fight our own battles. Cool? Awesome. First Kings 18 verse one says, later on in the third year of the drought, the Lord said to Elijah, go present yourself to King Ahab. Tell him that I will soon send rain. So Elijah went to appear before Ahab. If we skip down to verse 17, we see when Ahab saw him, he exclaimed, so it really is you, you troublemaker of Israel. I don't know why he has that voice. (laughs) Now, Ahab called him a troublemaker. Now, I know some of y'all are thinking, you're, you're thinking, I've been called way worse, Alan. I've been called way worse in the grocery store aisle. I've been called way worse uh, on the road. But this isn't like when, when someone asks you how your two-year-old is and you say, oh, well, you know, he's, he's a little troublemaker. No, it, it ain't that cute. If we look into it further, the Hebrew word used for troublemaker or troubler is occur, meaning to disturb, or confused, muddled. Ahab basically called Elijah crazy. So can I just say, Ahab resorted to name calling, and name calling is a tactic for bullies. A leader who name calls is not a leader worth following. So, has anyone ever called you crazy before? Yeah? Crazy for feeling hurt over something important to you? Crazy for caring so much about something? Crazy for calling something out that isn't right? My first point is that the enemy will always try to compromise your calling. But remember this fact like it's your own birthday. Say this with me. The devil devil. is the father of lies. JT says it like this. Don't let an arrow of criticism pierce your heart unless it has passed through the filter of Scripture. Because while the devil lies, Scripture is truth. Now a little later, in Elijah's story, he brushes off the name-calling and challenges all 450 of Ahab and Jezebel's evil prophets. He goes up on a mountain, and in 1 Kings 18, verse 22, Elijah yells out, I am the only prophet of the Lord who was left, and Baal has 450 prophets. Point number two is that the devil will lie about who is in battle with you. The enemy will always try to say that what you're up against is bigger than the God who stands beside you. That the situation you're in is bigger than the God that lives within us. But can I just say, I get it? Because when you're going up against something fierce, it feels like in the moment that no one understands your pain. But the truth is, and we're going to go to scripture because we know it's truth. Joshua 1.9 says, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Listen, I know the world is telling you that you can't be strong unless you fight alone. I'm telling you that God provides strength. So not only is your heart and mind already strong, but you've also got the God of the universe on your side. Get back to the story. If you read the rest of, uh, if you read the rest of 1 Kings uh, 18, it shows us that Ahab's prophets tried to do all this fancy stuff, calling on their pretend God, and nothing worked, obviously. But but when Elijah called on the Lord, our God, he sent fire down from the sky, amazing. And everybody who was watching was amazed, and, and they were calling out, then Elijah commanded them, seize all the prophets of Baal, don't let a single one of them escape. So they did, and all the prophets were killed. Now you would think after this victory, Elijah would be partying, celebrating, doing like the moonwalk, you know? I don't know. But no, check this out. Remember Ahab's evil wife, Jezebel? Does anyone have an evil? Never mind. <laughs> when she heard what happened, she sent this cringy message to Elijah in First Kings 19 verse two. She said. May the God strike me and even kill me if by this time tomorrow I have not killed you just as you have killed my prophets. After Elijah heard this message, the story goes on, and look at verse 19. Elijah was afraid, fled for his life. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. My third point is that the enemy wants us to believe that our lives don't matter. Watch this. In verse 5, Elijah lay down and slept under the broom tree, but as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, Get up and eat. He looked around. There beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones in a jar of water. There's someone in this room right now who who understands what Elijah is saying when he says, take my life. Because they've been there. Or are there right now. Where you feel so low to the ground that all you can taste is the dirt. Where your life has become too much to bear so instead of living with the pain, you just want it to all end entirely. I've asked God a few times in my life God, why keep me around if all you're gonna do is make me suffer? First, if no one has said this to you lately, you matter, you matter, you matter, you matter, matter. your life matters. And I'm glad you're still here and that your life did not come to a period second when life becomes overwhelming we've got to fight that urge to put a period where god is asking us to put a comma in these seasons where stress anxiety and depression are debilitating you can't even get out of bed in the morning god's not calling for things to come to an end a period he's trying to insert a comma a pause he's saying I need you to breathe. Sit with me. Rest in me because there's still more life to live. I promise. Here's some daily bread, the bread of life, and here's some water, the living water of Jesus. I'll fill you back up. Let's keep going together. Don't put a period where God is trying to insert a comma. Now, Elijah's battle with Ahab and Jezebel is a great example of how we can combat the enemy on a daily basis. And nowadays, we don't have evil kings and queens uh, trying to threaten our lives, but we have an evil one lurking around trying to take our minds. So what does our everyday battle in 2021 look like? Well, it kind of looks like tug of war. Now, I'm going to ask for two volunteers. Go ahead and stand up if you'd like to volunteer. Come on up. Two volunteers, stand up. Anybody? Oh my gosh. Nobody wants to. Come on up, my man. Come on up, dude. One more, one more, yeah! Give him a round of applause, everybody. Yes. How's it going? Come on over here, guys, come on over here. This way, this way, this way. He's got a Bengals shirt on, awesome. Come on over here, this way. What's your name, man? Dewey. Dewey, Alan, nice to meet you. Travis. Travis. Now, Dewey, go ahead and, uh, all right, Dewey, you're going to represent us, okay? Going about our daily lives, just doing our best, okay? Travis, my man Travis, um, listen, I'm sorry, but you're going you're gonna to be the, the devil? It's all right. Cool? I can do it. All you. right, you could lies, trauma, all that kind of stuff. You got that? Awesome, awesome. So let's pick up the rope. Okay. And this, this flag right here will represent our minds. Here's the thing, in the everyday battle, it kind of looks like this, right? Every hour seems different. You're like, oh, am I doing good? No, I'm not. That's exactly what this is. Now, before we start, keep holding it. Do we? Do we do, do what I do, okay? okay? Take your left hand, put it out like this. Great, now close your fist. Now, there are days when we don't have the strength to fight because we're reminded of that trauma we're reminded of those people that hurt us. Now, take that fist, put it behind your back. There are days when we isolate ourselves, where we mess up, and so we say things to people we don't mean, people we love and care about. Now, do we take your right foot, put it up like this. Now, you're going to keep that up there, I'm not. <laughs> keep it up there if you can, thanks, man. And then there are days when we do things to satisfy a void rather than fill it, because it numbs the pain. Okay. Now, all right, hold tighter, hold it tighter, devil. Okay, great. (laughs) So, we're all going to count together on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three, and go. Oh, there it is. There it is. We're good. We're good. Nice. I don't want to congratulate you, but <laughs> but that's the thing. That's the thing. Every now and then, we'll lose, and every now and then, we'll win. But even if we win, we're, we still got things that are broken. We still feel like out of place. Now, go ahead and reset, guys. Go ahead and grab the ropes again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, can you, go, can you come in further? Yeah, awesome. Come in further. Come in further. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, stay right here. You can stay right there. Awesome. Okay. Now, Tony, come on up, man. What if, what if you started reading the Word of God? What if you took your Bible, you read a few pages every morning or, or at night, you took time to spend with God, and you start getting little nuggets of hope from Him? Connor, come on up, man. And then you start going to therapy and counseling, and they give you proper tools to be able to handle situations when they get difficult. (laughs) Jericho, come on up. And then you start getting into community with people. You start getting into community with people who've been there before, who've who've been through the same things that you have, and you start to encourage each other and pray for each other. And actually, hey, man, can you come come on up? Yeah, come on up, man. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah. Now you've found that you are planted in Christ. <laughs> that you've got the God of the universe as your anchor. <laughs> You're scared? A little bit, yeah. Good. that's the thing, when you've got the God of the universe on your side, the devil is scared. Okay. Here we go. All right. We're all going to count again. Ready? You're going to try to take this person's joy. Ready? One, two, three. Oh, give him a round of applause. We won't make the devil suffer this much. Good job, everybody. Praise God. Praise God. Thanks, Dewey. Praise God that we don't have to fight alone. That even if the battle is new each morning, God makes way for victory from sunset to sundown. I'm tired. Now, see, I told you all earlier that I'm recovering from something called fear of abandonment and all that junk that comes with it. I'm confident to tell you that nowadays, my wins against the devil are more than my losses. And I want that for you. want that for you. If you need to see a therapist this season, do it. If you need to take medication for a season, do it. If you need to do something that you love each morning, do it, because God gives healing and comfort in all shapes and in all forms. Here at Whitewater, our Life Center is partnered with two great counseling ministries. Uh, First one is Lifeway Counseling Centers, who offers hope for life. Second is Rock Solid Families, which is a faith-based life coaching organization that offers spiritual guidance and practical tools. If you are looking to become mentally healthier, please reach out to us. Reach out to our Life Center. We're here to help, I promise, and this is for anyone who needs to hear it. You are not a burden. If this message has been a blessing to you, come back to us. We want to keep equipping you for battle. We want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. There's a few of us down here that will pray with you today. If you're online, message us. Let us know what we can pray for. We want to fight with you. See, I'm here as a testament to God's overcoming power of the mind. As I close this out in prayer, remember that every war is fought one battle at a time. So don't worry about tomorrow's battle. Today's trouble is enough for today. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for being our partner. God, we thank you for being our father. We thank you for being our our overcomer. God, we thank you for for just allowing us to, to be with you when the battle gets tough. We thank you that you sit with us in the dark because you give us light. God, we honor you. We submit our battles to you today. We love you in Jesus' name, amen.